We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one and darling. How are you, sweet thing? I'm so blessed to be energetically connecting with you today. So thank you for allowing Empower Radio and Journey to Center and me to be a part of your day. So yes, relationships can be confusing and complicated. And what I have come to believe is that they are simply a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. The most important thing we can do is to take responsibility for the most important relationship we can take responsibility for, and it is the one with ourselves. I would suspect you've heard the spiritual and philosophical wisdom, know thyself, but this can clearly be easier said than done. What I found helpful is to boil this down down to brass tacks, and this is what I've come up with about who we are not and who we are. You are not your accomplishments or your possessions. You're not your body or your appearance. You're not your thoughts. You're not what people think of you. You're not what has happened to you. You're not what you've done in the past. You're not your job, your career. You're not a title. You're not your gender. You're not your fears. You're not your mistakes. What you are, the truth and essence of who you are is love. So therefore, being your true self is being love. It's the same thing. We are all, if we boil us down, pure love. We're not just connected to everyone and everything else and to God, but at the deepest level, each and every one of us is God. I like something that I heard from a spiritual teacher years ago. It's like we are spokes on a wheel. And if we go deep enough, into this spoke or that spoke, if we go deep enough into me and into you, we're not similar. We are the same. And that sameness is light. That sameness is love. That sameness is God. So if we are out chasing and doing and proving and trying to get love or trying to get the money, if we're navigating from ambition or from our small sense of separation, separate selves or ego, we're eventually going to get to the place where we suffer. It's like we're all on a leash and we can only go so far to the end of our leash where it simply doesn't work anymore. So consider this for a moment. What if you don't have to go out there and search, be, do, or prove? What if you knew that the truth and essence of who you are is love and that all you have to do is get in touch with that, accept that, embrace that, explore that, relax into that, and then allow life to unfold? Doesn't that feel like a relief? Doesn't that sound amazing? So what I've learned is to access a natural state of manifesting or allowing, the only thing we have to do is to be our true selves, to be love without any judgment that we're flawed, without any sense that we are unworthy or not valuable. The truest truth is you are pure love. 
How could we not be if we come from God, which is love, and if we're going to go home to God at the end of this human adventure, which is love? I think the biggest problem most people have is that they've allowed their fears or sense of separation and ego or to edge God out of their lives. And if you live from this posture, it it, uh, creates kind of an emotional discord. It creates unease in our minds and then eventually, quite often, dis-ease in our bodies. If we become uneasy enough, if we're in enough angst or pain or if we're far enough out on our leash, eventually that's going to manifest in our physical bodies. It manifests in our emotional realm, our mental realm, and then our physical, um, physiological realm. And I don't know about you, but overwhelming pain, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is what inspired me, or maybe more accurately forced me to start to turn within. There was no more option of running away from myself or distracting myself. I'd gone as far as I could on my leash of life. And I really think turning inward is the best, most powerful, most empowering, and most important thing any of us can ever do. To turn within. To turn within and say, who am I at the deepest level? And to invite that energy of the universe to um, inform us and guide us and lead us and educate us. You know, I don't know anyone who has come to know themselves in a really deep way that hasn't gone through profound pain and turmoil and then turned inward and did a lot of inner healing work. But what I know is that the benefit and rewards of saying yes to this adventure, this turning inward adventure, are incredible, amazing, and beyond anything this world alone can offer. Christ has said the kingdom of heaven is within. Buddha has said there is no out there. These are, of course, truth statements with a capital T. If we start to turn inward, what we may begin to find, what I've found is that there is a place and space inside of ourselves of peace, of comfort, of ease, of love, of goodness and grace, and in fact, God. And we can't get to this place and space of peace and ease and grace, of inviting miracles and experiencing synchronicity if we're living simply from our minds, if we're being propelled um, by ambition, if we're out there pushing and forcing and trying to get. We have to surrender our small selves and our ego. And again, this isn't necessarily natural. This isn't necessarily easy. And initially, it's not fun. But if we, I think, are consistent and diligent and our intentions are sincere, we can get to these higher altitudes of grace and ease and peace. I say often, we live on a planet of duality. Good, bad, right, left, this, that, black, white, good, evil. But if we can transcend duality, we get to a place of unity. We get to that place of compassion, of love, of grace. And I like the saying, die before you die. I think what that means is to 
be willing to surrender our sense of separation, to be willing to um, let go of our posture of being um, alone and unique and separate. And as we do this, we start to, I think, transcend duality and get to the place of unity. And it is in the very deepest part of yourself. And as we explore and experience and settle into this place of peace within, our lives can become more peaceful. As we relax and we surrender our smell selves and we start to align with our soul self and source, our lives can be guided and directed by this energy of love, of grace, the same energy that has taken care of life for 13 billion plus years and that is responsible for creating the billions and trillions of stars and planets that takes care of uh, the planets moving around the sun and the seasons and the embryos turning into babies. It can also guide and direct and support and um, reveal the, the path that uh, it would have us walk for our highest good and the highest good of all concerned. And again, initially, this isn't natural. You know, as a species, as human beings, we're hardwired, hardwired to survive, to compete, to hunt, to gather, to explore and express ourselves as unique and separate beings. But eventually, as we ascend in our consciousness and awareness, we are designed and destined to eventually awaken to our truer nature and more expanded selves. We come from God. We're going home to God. We come from pure light and love, and we will return to pure light and love. From dust we come, and from dust we will return. But our soul is light and love. And while we are here, we are designed to learn and grow, express, experience, and expand. But as we do, we eventually get to the place where the teeter-totter tips over, and the fulcrum of the teeter-totter gets to the other side and we stop running from ourselves and we begin turning inward to ourselves. We stop living from the small s self and we start to open our mind and maybe our heart to our soul self, our true self, our more expanded self. There are inherent healing properties in intellectually having this awareness and then setting this intention. If we are all one and facets of the same whole, which is unconditional love, then of course who we are at the deepest level is love. And what I've come to believe is the only real purpose of our life is to be our self, to love ourselves, to be the love that we are. But we certainly do have to go through a lot of gyrations and have a lot of experiences to finally get to the place and space of first intellectually understanding and claiming this truth for ourselves. And then it, became, it can become like layers of an onion as this truth starts to sink down into not just our minds, but then our hearts and then our bodies and our lives. It's sort of like it takes some time for it to melt down into the very 
um, cellular structure of our beingness. And this is what supports us, I think, in really aligning, aligning with our soul self, aligning with source, and then eventually becoming like a conduit and a vessel for spirit to work through in our lives. And I think this gives God the greatest of joy. I believe he wants to gift each and every one of us, one of us with um, blessings and grace and profound um, experiences. But I don't believe this is possible until we turn inward and align. My um, personal goal and intention in this life now is to be a flute that God plays music through or a paintbrush in his hands. I like some, something that Roma Downey said in a book of hers, her, one of her mantras and, or intentions is more of you, less of me, more of you, less of me. My teachers would say, it's like when we get to adulthood, most of us have like this backpack of hurt, pain, um, heaviness, debris, and we heal as we take the cinder blocks out of this backpack and then the bricks and then the stones and then we take the gravel and then the sand. And to me, that has been my experience. We heal in layers. And as we let go of who we are not, we start to become more of who we are. And I think it's the Rumi quote. It is not your job to seek for love, but to seek and remove the barriers that you have built against love to remove those um, walls that we've placed around our hearts to protect ourselves. As we remove those walls, as they melt, we start to ascend. We start to become more of the truth and essence of who we are, which is love. And what the healing practice is about, my experience of it is, is simply um, being able to apply the the tools and qualities of love and compassion to and for and within ourselves. You know, every single one of us, and I know for sure, just sitting energetically here with you, you've experienced heartbreak. You've experienced disillusionment. You've, um, I'm sure you could sit and tell me a story that would bring tears to my eyes. But it's not enough to have somebody have compassion for us or pity for us or sympathy for us. What we need to do is be able to get to the place where we have compassion for our own stories. When we can look back at our younger selves and be able to say, I'm so sorry that you had to experience this. I'm so sorry that you have felt so hurt and so abandoned and so betrayed and so confused. We heal when we bring our own love and compassion to our memories and to the places inside that hurt. And as we do this memory by memory, layer by layer, we begin to get free. Our backpack starts to feel a little lighter as we take out those cinder blocks. And then we start to travel with more grace. And as we heal the bricks, we start to naturally ascend. And it's a process. It doesn't happen in a straight line. It's circular. It happens in waves. It's like layers of an onion coming off um, one by one by one. And again, I think the most important thing I've learned about my healing journey is to be very consistent in my intentions, very diligent with my practice. And that practice is simply one of turning inward every 
day, surrendering to that something greater, inviting and allowing the energy of unconditional love to continue to support and guide me, to reveal to me what it would have me know, when it would have me know it, uh, bring to me the people that um, I would benefit from knowing and that would benefit from knowing me, to um, invite God, invite the creator of the galaxies and universes to be my dance partner, to be in the driver's seat of my life. I um, believe this is the most important relationship any of us can ever have. And I don't think we can know our true selves in a deep way without um, inviting and exploring this relationship. So I think when Christ said, know thyself, he didn't mean with a small s self. He didn't mean your ego self. He meant know thyself, know yourself as a soul, know yourself as source. You know, he was a miracle worker and he would say, after he performed these miracles and people were in awe, he would say, don't look at me like I'm all that. These things and greater will you do. It is not I, but that the father that does these great works. And you can do it too. God is in you too. But we don't find God from, again, running and searching and doing, trying to accumulate and acquire. We don't find God as we are propelled by fear. Although being propelled by fear can eventually get us to the place of pain where we are realizing we need to go about it in a different way. My teachers would say we learn through pain and fear until we learn how to learn through love. And in this way, Pain and fear can be very important, can be very helpful. I look back at the things in my life that I thought were so horrible, so awful, so terrible. And, and now I am so grateful because they are the catalysts that have inspired me to turn inward and make this relationship with my heart, my soul and source, my absolute number one priority. There is nothing more important than that from my perspective. My teachers would say, uh, in healthy relationships, we make God first, ourselves second, and others third or fourth and beyond. And when they first said this, I thought this was so crazy. It was so revelatory. It was so like different and opposite of anything I'd ever thought or believed. I grew up believing I had to make everyone else a priority that I, I wasn't even on my list. Um, and then I wondered why my relationships didn't work. It was because I wasn't on that solid ground of self-love. I wasn't on the solid ground of love within. So our lives can't reflect back to us great love. If we're not on that solid ground of love, our lives are simply a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. And until we make that relationship a priority, our lives aren't going to work really well. There's not going to be a lot of grace and ease. And an interesting, I guess, consequence of doing this work is that I see others so much more clearly now. I know who have, who's done this work and I know who hasn't. And I know who's navigating from that place of their small self and false masks and who are really um, living from that place and space of alignment with their soul self and true love. And it's... um. It's a relief. 
I remember years ago, there were certain teachers that would look at me and I would, I would perceive them as what I would say as quote unquote seers. And I would be uncomfortable. Like, what do they see when they look at me? But really, um, as I've stepped more into this place of being able to see through the eyes of love, what I perceive is either people really hurting and wearing a mask and trying to avoid and deny that and still searching and trying to get, or ones that are in process of learning about who they are and the ones that know what really is provoked within me is simply just compassion, compassion for the ones that don't get who they are yet. You know, when Christ was on the cross and said, forgive them, father, they don't know what they're doing. Essentially, they don't know who they are, which is love. And it's such a relief. It's such a relief to finally know, to finally feel that I am love. And I hope if you get anything from our conversations, my conversations with you here, is that you are going deeper into this awareness, opening your mind to the possibility that you are love, opening your heart to the feeling sense that you are love, that you are inspired maybe to begin your day turning inward with the intention of knowing yourself as a being of light and love. And then my second um, invitation would be for you to consider applying your own love and compassion to your past memories, to the places inside that hurt. It can be very powerful to get a notebook or a journal and start to write down the memories that have brought up the most hurt and heartbreak for you and write about them. Maybe a sentence or a paragraph or a page or more if you need, whatever it is that you feel like is um, authentic and what honors you. And then maybe put your hands over that page and just say, oh dear, dear one, I'm so sorry that you had to go through this. I'm so sorry that this was your experience. And just imagine getting in touch with that place of love and compassion within yourself and applying that to the younger one inside of you that, that journeyed through that rough terrain. And then what I like to do is imagine God saying to me what I just said to my younger self. And I believe it's true. I think God is infinite compassion. But until we have compassion for ourselves, we can't perceive and receive that from the divine. And we cannot perceive and receive that from others. Until we do it for them within ourselves, we may be living a small kind of pity party. We may be living in that place of really wanting sympathy from others. But that doesn't heal us. And it's not satisfying for very long. Years ago, I would tell my very quote unquote sad story to anybody that would listen to me. I wanted sympathy. I wanted people to know how unfair life had been to me and how mean these people or that person had been to me. But even if they just shook their head and said, oh, I'm, that's so terrible. It, it didn't feel, it didn't sustain. It was like a little, it was like a little, maybe a little nugget of something sugary, but it wasn't something that healed me. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't sustaining. So we have to be able to have compassion for ourselves and our own story so we can get to the place of healing those layers of hurt and heartbreak and settling more into that place and space of love. And it happens one memory at a time. It happens one layer at a time. So if you are compelled to consider doing this exercise for yourself, what memory comes up as you consider 
when you've been really hurt. And after you do your healing and bringing compassion to that, what is the next one? And then what is the next one? And what is the next one? And if you need additional support because you're not feeling this is really helping you in a, in a way that is um, as authentic or as helpful as you would like, this is why therapists exist. This is why counselors exist. You could also speak with a trusted friend and have them hold space for you. And you can tell them, you know, my intention in doing this is to really heal my memories, to really get to the place of authentic compassion for myself so that I can line up with love. So I can settle into the place and space of compassion and unconditional love within myself so that I can align and be a conduit for love and light in the world. And as we are witnessed with compassion, we can um, heal those layers and become more of our authentic selves, our empowered selves, our true selves, which is pure love. And this is how we start to experience heaven on earth. This is how we come home to ourselves. This is how we die before we die, which means basically how we can live, live in a more authentic, empowered, aligned and joy-filled way. And I really believe when God said, I'm going to put this whole human experience into motion, that was the intention to be able to go away and then come back because there's nothing more glorious than coming home after vacation, right? There's nothing more beautiful than running into the arms of someone who loves you unconditionally and that you love unconditionally after missing them or being away for a little while. And I think that's what this is all about as we drop our physical forms and melt back into true love and reconnect with the loved ones that have transitioned. It's a homecoming and a celebration like of incredible and infinite proportions. And uh, it's an incredible blessing and it's an incredible gift. And it's so deeply, profoundly fulfilling. So I hope I've opened your mind a little bit more and your heart a little bit wider. And I hope you're feeling and sensing the love and compassion I have for you as you've traveled and traversed on your human journey and adventure. You are an exquisite, profound spiritual being having this sometimes weird human experience. And I acknowledge you. I celebrate you. I bow to you in reverence and love and compassion and joy. And I hope you are enjoying the expression of the divine that you are. Please be in touch with me if you have questions, thoughts, ideas, anything I can do to support you, TammyBPhD.com. Know that you're my heart and my prayers. Journey forward with grace and ease. God bless you. Onward and upward. <laughs>